Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Okay, today I am grateful for a really good night's sleep last night. Um, yeah. I got a bunch of sleep and that was really nice. So this week I sat down with my roommate and one of my best friends, Nicole Adams. And Nicole is a copywriter at a creative ad agency here in Dallas, Texas, as well as an independent artist. And she is just crazy talented with acrylic and watercolor. Um, Nicole does identify as a Christian and as a creative and is also extremely passionate about food, recipes, spending time with her friends and family, and the community that surrounds food. All of those kind of tangible successes aside, Sweet Nicole is just a genuine, kind-hearted person who I am so lucky to be able to call one of my best friends. She's one of the most honest people I know and brings out that passion and truth in everyone she meets. If you enjoy our conversation today, you can find more of Nicole on Instagram at Nicole or for food or painting things at Nicole's Eats and at Nicole's Paints. She also does freelance writing and commission art pieces, so definitely contact her on Instagram if you are interested in that. I am really excited to share this conversation with all of y'all. It was way too short, but any conversation with Nicole is always going to be too short. So let me know if y'all want another episode with Nicole. I would love to talk more specifically about food and how that can be such an important ritual for a lot of us and as a place to build community. Okay, let's take a deep breath. Let's go. Hello, Nicole. How are you doing? Hi, Reese. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me and talk a little bit more. I appreciate your time on this beautiful Sunday. Absolutely. Okay, so to get started, I just want to start with asking what you're grateful for right now. Definitely my friends and family. I am seeing my family today, which I'm very excited about. Blessed to have, you know, both family and friends in the area. I live with some of my best friends, aka you, and it's just really wonderful because I know not everyone is as fortunate um, to have the people they love most around them. Yeah. I love that. And living with you is such a blessing in my life. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like. Definitely. So I work as a copywriter at a creative agency in Dallas, and it's interesting because I didn't necessarily always want to go into advertising communication as a larger umbrella was always my main focus and interest but somehow one way or another um, I figured out that writing was kind of the medium that I was strongest in and being creative on a day-to-day basis is something that is highly important to me and so I kind of found my way into copywriting in the world of advertising which has ended up being much more creatively fulfilling and interesting that I thought it would because every day and my day-to-day what I enjoy is that the day-to-day is always different and I'm always doing something interesting or new or exciting I'm meeting a new client doing work for a previous client I'm 
doing everything from social media to web copy to, you know, I mean, I, I could Just go on. It's a everything. vast array of things. A vast array yeah. of words. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love that you found a way to make your um, like professional life this implementation of the creativity that you want to feel. But do you ever get creative burnout? I feel like that is a really big deal, especially in creative industries. And I know you're an artist as well. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like being creative every day, while that's a blessing, do you ever feel like it's also a curse? You know, I think there's something there. And I think the biggest thing I've, I've learned, which, which is weird, but it really goes back to that mind over matter Mm. idea because at the beginning of my job, I it was my first job out of college, and of course you want to do well, you want to look good, seem like you're competent, etc. Right. And sometimes, and also you're learning something completely new, even if it's something that you're naturally good at. And so I think I used to struggle more with that exact thing, with that creative burnout, because I would stare at a page and say, this needs to be good. And the pressure was on Mm. and creativity doesn't blossom with, with expectations. Yeah. It's about kills it. Exactly. It's about exploration. That is what fuels creativity. And I think I suppressed that a little bit, um, for my first few weeks, but then when I finally just allowed myself to let go and jump from project to project and, you know, be inspired by little things and not feel like it had to be perfect. That's when I was much closer to perfection and, more interesting combinations and phrases than I had been able to do before that. Yeah, I love, um, you said exploration fuels creativity. I think that's so spot on, at least for me and my experience. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you have these kind of moments where you draw little bits and pieces of inspiration. What do those inspirational pieces look like for you? So this is gonna sound weird, and I don't think I've ever talked about this before. Really? I love that. But walking is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, A, it's the only form of exercise I halfway enjoy. And (laughs) relatable. B, I think that fresh air really affects me and sunlight really affects me in a positive way. And I think that's something I really learned about myself in quarantine with COVID, actually, because I was cooped up in a house and I'm a very free spirit in some ways and I didn't enjoy that. And so I would get out of the house just walk around my neighborhood to see different scenery. And something I really enjoy with walking, because it's also like a, a mental health thing for me. Right, absolutely. Um, is when I look up in the trees, um, the sunlight coming through the trees. It's something that if I'm walking, if I'm walking with friends, I usually chat with them. But if sure. I'm walking by myself, I usually am looking up and seeing how the sunlight reflects on different things, whether it's the sidewalk or... I mean, it's just a miracle to me that the light is always changing and it's just Mm. something that also draws me back to the present. And when you're in the present, you're not worried about the past or thinking about the future. And I mean, that sounds obvious, but it's something that is is a mindful thing that we need to do. And as like you said, I am an artist. And so I also think that the true um, way that light looks on things is interesting. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's interesting that this like light reflecting through the leaves is almost symbolic of your like little bits and pieces of inspiration peeking through different parts of your day. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's a really beautiful image for what that's like for you from what you said. Do yeah. you, what, what do you think draws you to that specifically? Is there something about 
I mean, of course, we know that there's health benefits to like getting sunlight and fresh air and walking, of course, but Mm -hmm. it seems like for you, it's this meditation, meditative, mindful practice that really like has become this powerful Mm -hmm. ritual almost for you. What draws you to that? I think just the idea of creation in general. I mean, I'm someone who I feel like has always been creative because creating something out of nothing is such a gift and I think that even people who say they aren't creative they do that all the time you know as humans we create things and we think of things and you know an idea comes from nothing essentially or it's everything is inspired by something and so I just think that's such a cool thing that people don't maybe spend enough time to think about and reflect on but personally for me I think the light thing specifically um I am religious and so it always draws me back to how did someone create light like yeah. that? I just think that's so fascinating. Um, where did that come from? It's it's just beautiful. I think, in essence, it just captures beauty to me. Mm. Um, but of course, there's other things besides the sunlight in the sky that I find inspiration from. Absolutely. I'm also a foodie, and so I will just read menus for fun. And I think it's interesting to even look at the designs of different menus, even though I'm not a designer at all. Um, that's not where my skill set is. I did not know that you do that. So, of course, living with you, I get to see all of your quirks <laughs> yes, and Yes, I habits. always look up the PDF version to see what it actually looks like at the restaurant. That's so interesting. I didn't know you did that, but that makes so much <laughs> sense, like, to look at it from a creative point of view. And there's so much intention that goes into yeah. menus and, like, the user experience of going through it. I think user experience is a great way to say that because, you know, some dishes will have more of a mysterious aspect to them yeah. where... It's much more ambiguous, fluffy language. But then right. other restaurants will tell you every ingredient in the, in the dish. And of course, someone only interested in food would find this interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. But, wow, that's so cool. I love learning new things about you. Um, so I do want to roll back to the idea of creation that you were talking about and how sunlight kind of brings you back to that notion. And I know you mm-hmm. mentioned you were religious and... I think for me, if I'm projecting, correct me, but for me, when I create, obviously I'm not um, a painter like you are. I more do it just for fun, whatever you paint. Mm -hmm. Um, But this idea of creating something out of nothing, how has that been a spiritual experience for you? Because I feel like for me, creativity is one of those ways that I'm like, this is a gift that I was given from my higher power to like express creation you know it's like I was created by something bigger than me how do I give that back to the world and I feel like creativity is a huge way that I get in touch with my spirituality do you feel like you have that experience I think so and it's interesting because on one hand I feel like I've felt that way for a long time right but on the other hand it's as if I'm just now putting the pieces together hearing you talk about this Mm. Um, cause that isn't necessarily a connection I, I think of often, but you know, speaking it out loud, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it does remind me of creation as a bigger picture, but also I think that the purest and I think best form of creativity is you were talking about expression Yeah. just for expressions and creativity's sake, you know, having some sort of end goal, I think can really stifle the expressionism and 
you know, yes, I do exercise my creativity in a professional sense. That's how I pay my bills. But that's because I enjoy being creative. And so, you know, getting paid to do it is a bonus. But with that being said, I think that if you do make creativity your profession, it is just as important to find other ways in your life to be creative with no expectations just for the sake of creativity. And I think Mm. that's where my painting comes in. Yeah. I mean, it's great if I can do a commission piece for someone. And yes, we love the side hustle. But, you know, if I stop painting without knowing that it's going to go somewhere, then I'm not exercising my creativity. I'm not finding my my niche. I'm not finding my style. It it just becomes a business. And that's where you lose it. Yeah. You you need this... It's like you've created a space for yourself to explore the unknown, mm-hmm. like yeah. through your art. And I think you saying um, not having an end goal is really powerful. It, yeah. Hearing you say that was really powerful for me because it's like it's almost reflective of life in the sense that we don't live life for one ultimate goal. Right. Like we have goals along the way. But if, you know, you talk about going to high school and going to college and getting your degree and then going to the job and getting the promotion and getting the pay bill. I feel like that sort of system has stifled a lot of our like joy de vivre, you know, like this kind of enigmatic way of living and removing that end goal and just saying, of course, with structure and like, like you said, you have to pay your bills, but having this capacity to just create and live for like life's sake and have fun with that is really powerful because when you really think about it you know we are the ones creating our lives yeah so even people who claim they aren't creative or they're not you know confident enough to make those sorts of decisions that's what we do every day we are the artists of it's our, true it's so cheesy. of our life it, it, it sounds so cheesy but what is it? it's like that quote make your life the greatest work of art but it's yeah. like that's what we do Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, you might as well do it enjoying things that you like. And I was, it's interesting. I was actually listening to another podcast and there was some sort of expert. I don't know what he did, but (laughs) you're good. (laughs) Good memory. But he was talking about how important it is to do something just for the sake of doing it because you enjoy it. Mm. And even if you could make money for it, like, don't. And, or if you, if you do have a hobby that you make money for, have another one where you don't. Yeah. And he said, you don't have to be good at it, but if you enjoy it, do it. That's so cool. Cause also I feel like there's so much pressure to make it a side hustle, make it money. And of course, like you said, we love a side hustle. We love getting Mm -hmm. that coin, but (laughs) like we're, we're young, fresh out of college. There's certain considerations we have, but doing something just to do it is really energizing and important and mm-hmm. brings you back to kind of who you are yeah to be able I, think to do on, I think on one hand some things just come to you like right walking outside is something that is easy to do and if you find inspiration from it from being in the present that's great but on the other hand taking control of the freedom that you have and the creative freedom that you have in your life is just as important seeking out new experiences meeting new people because it's when you are introduced to new ideas or new thoughts or new places, that is the biggest, I think, form, spark for creativity that mm. you can have. You have to push yourself and do new things. Yeah. 
Love that. So switching gears just a bit, tell me a little bit more about your religious practices, because I know we kind of touched on how creativity can be this spiritual thing in a sense, but you do consider yourself a religious person. So tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you. And if someone's like, oh, do you believe in God or are you a blank religion? I'd love to know your answer and then also what that means for you because different people have different definitions, you know? Definitely. You know, I feel like it just depends on what the situation is or who I'm talking to about what, how I might answer. Sure. I feel like religion is a very personal thing like it is to most people. I was raised going to an Episcopalian school. I've always been raised Christian. Um, Most of my friends and family were Christian growing up. So um, that's what I knew. And it's what I also, you know, believed in. Yeah. And I ended up going to a Catholic high school, which opened up a new perspective of Christianity for me. Yeah. Because yes, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also differences in different sects of Christianity. Yeah. Especially when you're when comparing Episcopalian to Catholicism. Yeah. Um so that was just so interesting. And then a lot of my friends in high school, of course, were Catholic. Right. And it was interesting to see how we had so many shared beliefs, but also a few that differed a little bit. Not that they were incongruent with one another, but they emphasize our religions emphasize different parts of Christianity. Mm. Um, and so it was so interesting just to hear about how they grew up in their households, um, what their relationship with God was, and yeah. how much of it stemmed from their family versus their schooling. I just think that's fascinating. Do you feel like that changed your relationship with God, hearing these other takes, or did it refine your relationship? You know, I think that always going to a religious school was just a day-in, day-out reminder of the presence of religion. Mm. And I do attribute going to religious schools as, you know, something that has influenced me keeping that influence in my life. Because I've gone to church on and off, and I think finding a church that really connects with you is sometimes difficult. Um, so I think when people do have a strong tie with their church, I think that's wonderful, but, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but no, that's okay. Something that I do now is I try to just, you know, I think even things like living in the presence, appreciation, gratuity, and tying that back to God or whoever your higher power is in, in a thankful way is important. And so, you know, I try and pray. I have a daily devotional book that I enjoy. And I have a very close family member who is very religious. And so if I ever do want to talk about, you know, religion, uh, she's always a great person I can connect with on that. I love that. Um, What does prayer look like for you? I feel like it's um, not very formal. It's very informal. And it's more of a constant dialogue You know, I think a lot of people talk about their relationship with God as a friendship and someone like, just like you would tell your friends or your family about your day or your struggles or your worries or something that even exciting that happened to you. I try to be mindful about doing the same thing with God and it's not something I talk about a lot. So um, not because I don't want to, but I don't know. It just feels personal. But I mean, that's. Yeah. Just kind of, I guess, what I try and do is 
more of a constant dialogue. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. And it almost sounds, I know you identify as Christian, like you said, but that sounds very much in line with like this Buddhist mindfulness thing where it's Mm -hmm. like you should strive to always be in communion with God. Definitely. And I think that coming from a place of gratitude is really beautiful. And to think of prayer as this kind of thing that you should return back to Mm -hmm. throughout your day, like trying to rest in that space. Because I don't think it has to be super formal. It's not like I'm on my knees or my hands aren't clasped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just happening. (laughs) No one knows. (laughs) You're like, I'm at dinner and no one knows I'm talking with God. (laughs) No, but I think that's super cool that you've found a way to forge a bond that makes sense for you in the context of your life and I, and I think it's one of those things where it's it's a work in progress because of course. obviously god knows me but i mean i'm not one of those people who is going to necessarily you know exclaim to everyone i meet that god is my bff you know i think that is genuinely the goal Sure. But I'm not going to lie and say that that's how I feel right now. Mm. I think it's, it's a, you're always just trying to, or at least I am, trying to strengthen that connection in any way I can. Yeah. Because that's, that's my responsibility. I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people, especially that have views more like you do, that aren't necessarily like the very structured wearing a cross necklace every day, going to church Wednesday and Sunday kind of style of Mm -hmm. Christian like this other more fluid I don't know if that's the right way to describe it but Christian have a lot of trouble telling people oh yes I'm Christian because I feel like there's so many beliefs and assumptions that come with that title Mm -hmm. and you know that doesn't bother me necessarily I mean people are going to assume things about you know, Christians as an umbrella term. And yeah. that, that doesn't bother me. Uh, I, Because it just doesn't matter what other people think, you yeah. know. D- My facts. relationship with God is all that matters. Facts. Uh, but it's also, I think there's a new, I think something that's interesting to consider also when you're thinking about speaking about your Christianity in a more public way is just what time you were born in almost Mm, because I feel like our generation people around our age right now a lot of people um who are Christians who do feel very yes love religion don't know how to describe that no but yeah like very passionate about that what I think is interesting is that it's centered around Jesus yeah yes in my mind Jesus and God same person being whatever you want to call it but it is interesting, especially from the perspective of you and I who think about words and the connotation of words as writers, right. that mentality, the connotation between Jesus and God. There's a difference there. There's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that our generation has gravitated toward this biblical non-denominational Jesus mm-hmm. as a man that they are striving to be like who was in the flesh and can hold their hand as their best friend is a little bit different than there's a lot of different perceptions of God. Yeah. There's I, that's peop- so interesting. Cause I feel like for me, I like calling my higher power God and like, you know that I have a slightly different definition of what that is. Mm-hmm. But even though I think 
Jesus has all of these wonderful attributes. I don't think anyone, even if they're not Christian, would ever be like, oh, Jesus was a bad dude. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I love Jesus. Right. Like, we <laughs> love Jesus. But I think this feeling of, like, the light through the trees and this spark of creativity, to me, I feel like I'm communing with God in those mm-hmm. moments. Or maybe even, I mean, I think the Holy Ghost is closer to that than Jesus. Yeah. Because Jesus is just so physical. Yeah. Do you think that that, the idea of the physicality changes that relationship for you? Because I think for me, sometimes thinking of my spirituality in this ethereal sense Mm -hmm. makes it feel overarching, like this interconnected feeling. Do you have any thoughts on the difference between that like physicality of Jesus and this like Holy Ghost kind of notion? You know, I think at the end of the day, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call it, are the same being, person, higher power. And I don't take much time to distinguish between them, but I do think that, like you said, God is my default. Right. That's so interesting. I've never put that distinction together before. That's really, really cool. So... To close us out and kind of round up this conversation, which I just, this has been so joyful and I'm so grateful for your time. Well, you're so interesting. You're so interesting, Nicole. (laughs) This is why I'm so lucky to live with you and talk with you and get to call you a friend. Um, But I would love to know um, just some daily practices. So you mentioned walking, but Mm -hmm. what are daily practices that you would recommend for hopefully listeners that if they are interested in this kind of thing and integrating a higher power in their life or trying something new with their spirituality or religion, what are some things that you do to explore that that you would also recommend to other people? You mean more from a religious perspective? However you interpret that, you know, whatever that looks like for you. You know, it's interesting. I think there are a few things slash a laundry list of things that I try (laughs) to incorporate in my life because I think wellness as a whole has always been very important to me. Yeah. And I do think that that is connected with this stuff too. Because wellness does contribute to, you know, the body, the spirit, the mind, which is managing stress, you know, being clear in your religion is something that can really contribute to living a happy life. Yeah, absolutely. But more specifically, um, with all these things that I try and do, I don't do them every day. You know, that's Mm. just not realistic. I love to walk and I walk as often as I can, but if it is cold and dark, the sunlight's not there and I'm not going outside. (laughs) (laughs) We are staying in by the fire. I am staying inside. And so with that being said, I would be such a hypocrite if I said, oh, these are the five things I do to be such a spiritual person. (laughs) Like that's such bullshit. (laughs) It really is. Okay. I love your honesty because I think that just to tie this back into some of the other things you said, making it just like a daily practice of like, striving Uh for what you want that to look like. And that doesn't mean going on a walk every day or meditating every day. That can mean so many different things. Exactly. So maybe this will make it easier. If I have a list of 10 things that, you know, feed into different parts of wellness for me. Right. If I do 
three or four of them each day, that is success. You mm. know, especially if I'm hitting things in different categories. Like maybe today I had some sort of healthy hot beverage, whether it was, you know, matcha or an herbal tea that I could just A, have a moment of mindfulness mm. and B, you know, do something that's healthy for me. That's great. If yeah. I can go on a walk that afternoon and if I can have a great conversation with Reese, then that's a <laughs> successful, happy day, you know? I and love then that. The next day it might be three other things. And I think also something that's underpinning that is doing certain things with the intention of it being mindful, of it being spiritual, of it being a part mm-hmm. of wellness. Because Absolutely. I think so often, like for me, I'm like, oh, I'm running out of the door. I, I, I'm going to make a tea real quick and put it and take it in a to-go cup to drink in the car is very different than making a tea, taking a hot minute to like just sit and take a sip or two and like take a deep breath before going. Like those are two very different things. It is. And I think that people underestimate the power that that has and B, truly just don't understand many I mean this is not common knowledge so it's normal for people not to understand this but you know for someone who's interested in nutrition I've taken a deep dive in this and it is so interesting if you make a you know healthy smoothie you've got the spinach the berries the flax seeds all the things all the good things all the good things if you drink that in a hurry because you are late and you are throwing it in a cup and you are stressed which you know happens to us right um versus you know having it while you're casually starting your work day i mean you the way your body digests those nutrients is astronomically different and it affects our stress too yeah wow there you go that's so interesting well nicole you are going to be coming back on. I'm going to force you to whether or not you want to. Um, I don't know how interesting I am. I, but. Think, you're, <laughs> I, I think you're vastly interesting. <laughs> and you. I just love this interconnection between your life with the wellness, the creativity, and this like religious piece. Um, so I'd love to do another episode where we talk more about the intersection of those things and more about the wellness and foodie side of you because we touched on that a bit, but there's so much more to unpack there. Um But to close it out, I want you to give us one word that describes how you're feeling right now after the conversation. I know you're a copywriter, so you're like trying to probably think of a really good word, but it doesn't have to be good. It can be just whatever word comes to mind that feels like this is how I'm feeling. This is this is how this experience was for me. My word is content, which to many people isn't a very exciting word, but really it means that you are exactly satisfied in the moment that you are in right now. I'm like tearing up and Nicole's (laughs) laughing at me because I cry at everything. She cries all the time. I cry all the time, but that just makes me so happy. And I love you very much. Love you, Reese. Thank you for being here. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope y'all enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed having that conversation. If you want any more info about today's episode, head to thecoherecollective.com and click on blog. I wrote a related blog post that you can find there. And you can definitely subscribe to the podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can subscribe to the Cohere Collective newsletter on thecoherecollective.com so you never miss another episode or blog post. 
For updates on all of our stuff, follow us on Instagram at The Cohere Collective. And if you're so inclined, you can follow me on Instagram at Lillian Reese Brown. And again, you can find Nicole at Nicole Iolioli, at Nicole's Eats, and at Nicole's Paints on Instagram. And contact her there for freelance or commission work. If you have any thoughts or anything to say about today's episode, definitely leave an honest review or rating. It helps me reach the people who will really resonate with my content and hopefully reach my goal of making the world a better place through building community. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life. So if anything in today's episode really resonated with you, please give that a share and hopefully spark a conversation with someone important to you. After all of this, I am just feeling really lucky to be here and grateful that you're here too. I hope you feel like you're living coherently and I will catch y'all next time. All the love.